السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته في لابلسنز أف راديو إسلام إنترناشنال أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا A warm welcome to each and every one of you Back to حياتن طيبة With myself, Mualima Shakira Hanja It's always a pleasure to be in your company for the next hour I hope wherever you may be, inshallah You are in preparation mode for Ramadan Preparation mode, preparing the heart Preparing the mind, preparing the soul to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we get closer to the month, the beloved month of Allah, Shahrullah, Shahru Ramadan. Now, alhamdulillah, welcome to Hayatun Tayyibah and more specifically, well, welcome to Munzula Mubarakah, which is our blessed home series, which runs on a Tuesday, Thursday, and a Friday afternoon, where we look and we discuss how to make our homes places that are fulfilling, places that are getting us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at Thursday, usually we look at children, we look at, you know, the impact of children. Right now, we are going to be looking at a very pertinent topic, which is creating value for the people that we share our home with and understanding how to create positive relationships with our own family members at home. Later on, after the break, inshallah, at about 2.30, we will be talking to Nibla Mahdi, who is a play therapist at the Islamic Helpline. She's also a teacher at Nirvana Secondary School. And inshallah, we are going to be looking at our self-talk, our, uh, our image of ourselves and the way we speak about it. How does this impact our children? I hope you'll stay tuned for the next hour, inshallah. And inshallah, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, enjoy the upcoming program. Right now, let's delve, let's jump into our discussion on positive relationships for family members. And for to understand that strong and positive family relationships can be something so enjoyable. Now here uh, at home, subhanAllah, with, with our kids and with our, you know, our, our daily, day-to-day routine, it can be so busy, okay? We can all get caught up in pick-up, drop-off, run, here, there, everywhere. And because we need to get done, because there's so much of khidmah, there's so much of service uh, in parenting, we can oftentimes forget that those are the people who are our companions. They are the people who are supposed to bring joy to our homes. They are the people who give us that, that comfort and that understanding of, of, you know, of companionship. And so if we want to create joy, and, uh, you know, recently my, my little one, my, my one-and-a-half-year-old, she is, subhanAllah, just going through a sleep regression and doing her utmost to stay awake at night and entertain us all. And she is, you know, a little bag of laughs. That's what I call her. You know, we call her Umul Khair, the mother of just happiness and goodness and fun. And may Allah always keep her like that, subhanAllah. May Allah protect her always. But she, she just brings this element of, you know, of, of so much of personality. And... At first, you know, we were so focused on getting her to sleep and focused on getting her to just tick the boxes and make sure that she's sleeping so that we could then have some time, we could then switch off for a little bit. And subhanAllah, in so doing, in, you know, constantly running and trying to move at a pace where we needed things to get done instead of just allowing her to go through this little phase that she's going through. And subhanAllah, you know, she's been entertaining us. She's been telling us little dramas, uh, pretending to, to cry, pretending to fall. And, you know, once we took the, the pressure out of it, we were able to actually just enjoy her fun personality. And there's no pressure involved. Now, when they're young, it can be easier because obviously there's no school, etc. But as they grow older, as our kids grow older, a key element that affects our lives is the fact that we want to get done and we want to finish off our to-do list. And in so doing, we can overlook our children's beautiful, beautiful characters and personalities and fun and amazing, amazing contributions they bring to the house. And so let's change our mind frame right now. 
Our Nia today is how to build positive family relationships between the people closest to us. Now, when we value our, our family members and then we respect having them in our homes, first and foremost, it helps our children to feel secure, they feel loved, it gives them this confidence to explore their world, they you know, want to try new things, they want to learn. As a family as well, this is, you know, it really benefits you because as a family, you learn that we can actually help each other, we can solve problems together, we can resolve conflicts together, we can respect each other's differences and opinions. And you know, this is a huge one. As parents, sometimes we want to tell our children to do something in, the, in this exact way, or we want them to do it you know, exactly how we feel like. But once we develop the skill of respecting them and respecting what they do and respecting their, what they bring to the table, then we are allowing them to be the person that they are we are giving them skills. We're giving our children much needed skills that allows them to understand life, to build healthy and strong relationships. Now, I think that's a difficult one, right? As a parent, you just want to tell them, you want to say, do it like this, don't do it like that, do it like this. And in so doing, we can cripple their ability to be able to develop. So as we are navigating this topic, we are looking at why it's worth maintaining and improving the relationships that you share with your children and the family members. So the other day, I was having a chat with one a lady uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a shop nearby us, and she said to me, she said, I cannot explain to you how much I can't, can't handle teenagers. I've got four teenagers, and, uh, you know, I went through the, the toddler stage, and it was absolutely difficult, but give me the toddler stage any day that teenage years are so crazy you can't understand what's going through their minds and so you know the reality is that because of the development and because of the brain's development their akhlaq is changing as a parent you can get so frustrated right but here we are saying that irrespective of the milestones that they are doing irrespective of where they are what it is they are they are accomplishing we are going to respect them we are going to ensure that we are looking at each person as a valuable part of our family. We are going to look at their quirks and their annoyances, and we're going to say, well, that's fine, because this person is a person who is part of our family. And so how do we now look at developing positive family relationships? Because it can be quite easy to say, build it, but it's incredibly difficult to actually maintain it and to, and to, uh, to understand how to get there. So the first thing and the most important thing is quality time. When we look at quality time with our family, you know, I always look at the amount of hours that we actually spend with each other. If a child spends, you know, leaves home early in the morning and, and is basically in a schooling environment for from seven, they leave home at about seven nowadays, and they get home if they're younger by one o'clock or if they're older by three to three o'clock, that means so about six to seven hours of their day, if they're younger and if they're older, about eight hours of the day is spent away from their parents. Now, can you imagine if they are spending that time away from their parents, what then happens is, is that subhanAllah, they, are, they come home, they, they have a bath, they have a change. Some, some of them don't even come home. Then they go from a dresser, they come back. So the father then only sees that child um, in the evening, uh, you know, once once the father comes home, which is at six o'clock, seven o'clock, and so in a typical family, if the child has school and has madrasa or hips or extracurriculars, that child literally only has one, uh, 
three or four hours with their family daily and then on the weekends you have a little bit more time but can you understand how little time you are actually spending together the time that you spend together is spent eating it's spent getting done making sure they're getting homework done so quality time where you actually spend with your family and you're just not doing anything there's no responsibilities there's no you know there's nothing to tick off nothing to do it's quite quite rare you know this is it's really really rare so what we have to now develop is how do we use the time that we have with each other so that we can develop this quality time we can use it but at the same time we can make sure that we are talking to each other that we are spending time with each other etc right so it's obviously difficult on the schedules that we currently have to make time over and above that to go especially to a place i think you know a first step would be to make sure that devices are off when it's family time make sure that we're sharing a laugh we're talking to each other we are if we in a car we all talking to each other we are you know there's no time when somebody's actually zoned out on their phone listening to their their uh, earphones or chatting to friends etc right and you are making sure that even the little things like you know when you traveling together in the morning that can be so tedious you know just just taking that drive and this morning i had to drop my husband off and it was such such a shock to my soul it was such a shock to my soul watching people sitting in traffic for such a long time and i was like oh my word this is so tiring people do this every day and that's when you realize that 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 car journey is a part of life right how can you turn that part of life into something that you truly 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 can benefit from and if you if you use it for as a time to to joke with your kids to do quizzes with them time to do du'as with them time to you know do uh, give them general information you find that that is you know a chore or a time when you your mind doesn't isn't able to to interact but you changing that to time that becomes quality time together then um something that i've noticed recently is having one-on-one chats with each family member you know taking time to strengthen individual relationships and i i find that especially when it comes to uh, you know uh, children who are very very pivotal very loved suddenly they become teenagers then we don't have the time that we had for them previously we are now unable to give them all that attention that we did have previously so it would be very good and you know at the moment dropping off my son at play school or at madrasa gave gives me a little bit of time to spend with my daughter and it it's it's sort of much more much more uh, you know targeted time it's not just us spending time to get with each other and then kids competing with each other for your time or focusing on cleaning them changing them taking them dropping them it's more just getting to know the person you know getting to know that person who allah has blessed to be a companion in my home and on this point you know i was i was running the other day just chasing my kids around and uh, playing hide and seek in the house and subhanallah you know as we were doing that i just thought to myself i thought you know for the all the years of allah not giving us children and suddenly he gives us these two little companions who become such a big part of our family complete the family make the family so whole it's almost as if they were never there never not there and so when i looked at it from that perspective you realize how this is strengthening each other you know that of valuing the each one each person their personalities the different traits that they have understanding that this is what makes my family up now as a parent this is you know incredibly important to have this one on one time with your children 
And at the same time, having time for you and your partner, and this is hard, right? You have kids, you've got so much on your plate, you're running around, you're tired, you're fatigued, and you you want to make sure that there is time where the kids understand that this is you and your spouse's time. And I think we as you know, Muslim women, we struggle with this so much because we think, and, and, and yes, it's true, we spend our time you know, fulfilling needs the entire day, cooking, cleaning, sorting out the kids, working, all of that's on our plate. So that by the time we have time for ourselves, we're a bit selfish with that time. We don't actually want to, you know, give off any part of our time to our uh, our to our spouses. We're more greedy to say, you know, I, w- I want this time for myself. I want to do something for myself, etc. So doing things, uh, you know, setting this time for your, for your partner is quite important. And then, you know, doing regular, regular things together as a family, right? Fun things. Not just every outing shouldn't just be uh, an errands outing. And sometimes that happens. You know, we go out to Madrasa, we go out to school, we go out to go and buy things, we go out. So we don't really have time when we just actually just doing something fun. And, you know, uh, on a Sunday morning, we do something really awesome is that we go for this hike early in the morning. We, you know, every, every Sunday morning, we go for a lovely walk or a hike with the kids. And there was a time when we would, like, you know, invite other people and say, you know, listen, the more people, the merrier. But I've noticed that just doing it, just my spouse, my husband, myself, and my kids, we, you know, create these little fun memories and laughs and, you know, chase each other over the far, the, it, it becomes more about us bonding with our children and us spending time with each other than it is about, okay, there's other people and we've got to now each person, you know, make space for other people. My kids are then playing with cousins. I'm playing with, so we're not actually interacting and bonding. So this fun you know, fun um, activities that you do as a family, it's really, really something simple. It shouldn't be expensive. It shouldn't be things that you say, I'm, I know I need to go so far out, etc. And then, you know, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given us a big, big, big guide, and that is eating together as a family. This plays a huge role in keeping our hearts united, also allows the children to not get so hungry, and it, it allows the family to also understand that there is value. Now, I know it can be so easy, you know, she comes home at 2 o'clock, let her eat, the she, you know, at that time. You come at this time, so you do that. You eat at that time. And what that, what this that then does is it doesn't allow us all to work as one unit. And I think this is the most important part of building a value-based family is understanding that we are not an I, but we are part of a we. Now, when we look at positive communication in our family relationships, what we also understand is we can do something very, very, you know, I think very harmful for our, for our children. That we, we jump to judge them. We are quick to judge them with conclusions that we've made up about them in the past. Now, what do I mean by this is that if I think that my child always does something, I'm very quick to say, well, my child is like this and he always does this. Um, if I, you know, subhanAllah, if I think... Um, if I think that, you know, this my child has done this thing or that thing or this thing, then I'm very, very quick to think that that child is, you know, wrong. The child has... And so I... So before I give my, my child the benefit of the doubt, I'm already judging them based on what I, I think about them in the past. And then sometimes the way we express ourselves as parents, we sometimes are sarcastic, you know. And what we fail to realize is that Children are not understanding of sarcasm. They don't understand sarcasm. Sarcasm is not something that they can 
fully grasp, they can fully understand. So we, what we then have to do is to understand that because they don't have a full understanding of sarcasm, you are saying it to them, but then they are not actually understanding it so that they take it in the wrong way. So when you want to communicate in a very positive way with your family, with your children, one of the key elements would be to stop what you are doing, completely stop and actively listen. And this is a difficult one because we're busy, we want to get done, we just want to make the supper, we want to pick up the stop that. Stop and be active in your listening. Stop and make that choice of saying that, Ya Allah, I want to actually be an active part to what my child is saying. And then, you know, I, I think we as a Muslim community as a whole, we struggle with this. We are not so open to mistakes. You know, admitting the fact that I made a mistake, telling my child that, you know, I'm, I, I really, really, I feel, I feel sorry, but I, I could not do this. Or I was not able to do that. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I said a wrong thing. We as parents are not perfect. And if we can show them, we can show our children an example of, you know, of how to control feelings and anger and how to express it, how to make sure that, you know, children are aware they are aware that what we are going through, if we make mistakes, it is fine. It happens. Life happens. And so you, you will see that by doing this, you sort of get to a calm point. And I've noticed, you know, for me, sometimes I'm always rushed. And I've, you know, over the last couple of years, tried to develop this habit of being more calmer, more concerted, more, uh, you know, with living with a lot of intent. And I see that when we have conversations and when we are talking to each other, there is a little bit of more value that is placed. And this is an important quality to bring into our lives where we speak with praise, we speak with positivity, we speak with in a way that children are accepting of the fact that we as parents recognize them for who they truly are. Okay, we, I think it's time for us to take a short eye break. When we get back, inshallah, we will be talking to Sister Nabila Mahdi. Barakallah fikum. We'll be back shortly. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh beloved listeners of Radio Islam International a warm welcome back to Hayatun Tayyiba with myself Mu'alima Shakira Hanta Alhamdulillah in our show today we have been looking at creating positive relationships in our homes with our family members and valuing each one of them we are now joined on the line by Nabila Mahdi who is a play therapist at the Islamic Helpline and a teacher at Nirvana Secondary School now the reality is, as parents, our body language and our skin tone can inadvertently influence our children in both positive and negative ways. The way we carry ourselves and our attitudes towards our own bodies can significantly impact our children's self-esteem, body image and overall well-being. Now, Alhamdulillah, Sister Nabila, who is a play therapist, will be talking us through this massive topic, inshallah, and I hope it creates a beautiful talking point in our homes and one that, inshallah, can change our mind frames that have been and mindsets that have been something passed down culturally from our own parents. Sister Nabila, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and welcome to, to Radio Islam International and to Hayatun Tayyibah. Wa alaikum salam to Apa Shakira and all the listeners of Radio Islam. Jazakallah khair for accepting our invite today. And uh, let's open up this discussion. How do we think parents' attitudes towards their own bodies can influence the way their children perceive themselves? 
Okay, so when I looked at this question, I thought of the three A's. Uh, the first one being attention, right? So as individuals, we all have to realize as parents, we are we set a certain example for our children. So the first thing is being a good role model. Uh, the second thing is our attitude. How involved are we as parents with our children? And the third thing being awareness. So when we say awareness, we're talking about uh, being aware of our own bodies, being aware of our hygiene, and at the same time, being open with our children about their bodies, being open uh, when it comes to hygiene and other facts of awareness about our children's bodies. Alhamdulillah, I think that's uh, so incredibly important. Now, have you ever observed or experienced inst instances where negative body language from parents affected a child's self-esteem? How did it manifest itself? Okay, so when a parent does not feel good about themselves without us even realizing it, it has an indirect and a direct uh, impact on our children. Because first of all, when we don't feel good about ourselves, the people around us don't feel good about them because we make them feel insecure. We make them feel like they're not good enough. And at the same time, children sometimes feel rejected. And all of this negativity can definitely have an impact on their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah. Um, okay, so uh, moving on from here a little bit, right? When you look at um, negative body image within our family, now in our cultures, you know, at home and especially in Indian cultures, we tend to look at, oh, this one is the fair child and oh, this one is the, you know, you, you're not as fair as your sister and oh, you look more like your father's family, you look like more like your, 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 your mom's family. I think a huge conversation within our homes is color and skin color and skin type. So what, in what ways can negative body image talk within the family contribute to the development of unhealthy behaviors in children? Okay, so I think uh, even with the way the world is moving today, I think we as, uh, as grown-ups, we set the tone of how our children behave and react out there. Like I said, I'm also a teacher at Nirvana Secondary, and every single day we as adults, uh, we shape our, the minds of our, our young people out there. So we have to be... Uh, Tolerant, tolerant of difference, whether it be with regards to shape, size, uh, color, all of these things, uh, we should not uh, bring up our children in such a way where they treat people differently based on their size, based on their skin color. And at the same time, we have to learn to accept our children what they so like you said, um, Olima, we may have three children and each of our children may have a different skin color, but we have to learn to accept and acknowledge each of our children with their own strengths, with their own internal uh, qualities that each of them possess. We need to learn to move away from the stereotype of just focusing on the outer appearance of people. This will really help to grow and improve us as a, as a community itself because that way we can break certain barriers that society has created over the many, many years. Mm -hmm. I think this is such an important topic and Jazakallah Khair for, for highlighting that. Um, okay, so when we, we move on now and we look at our parents themselves, how do they now foster an environment of positive appreciation? Especially when, you know, sometimes when people are fairer, they get the statements of, oh, mashallah, you're so beautiful, oh, you're so lovely, you know, and this can create such a, a, a negative impact. So how, do this, how does the parent foster that positive uh, understanding or appreciation? 
Okay, so that's why I said, I mentioned earlier, I think uh, as parents, right, we, first of all, we have to be aware of ourselves, right? And then we have to be aware of our children. We have to be aware of what are each of our children, their strengths, their weaknesses. And in that way, we have to acknowledge our children for their strengths. Like you said, right now at this point in time, we have to try to promote uh, awareness amongst our children so that they can be better individuals, not just based on the external features but more based on the internal qualities because this is what really builds self-esteem being able to be aware of your strengths knowing your weaknesses as a parent highlighting the child's strengths rather than picking on their weaknesses and something like uh, skin color something like weight it's not it's not in our control at all so we as muslims also we need to acknowledge and make our children aware that these things our children have not picked themselves it's from Allah Ta'ala. We need to learn to accept it. We need to learn to, uh, to understand that Allah Ta'ala has created each of us differently. And yet we are all unique in our own way. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala us the true understanding of this really, really challenging concept that all our children go through. And, uh, you know, inshallah, to change our generations going forward. Now, when we look at uh, counteracting negative stereotypes, uh, it, obviously it's incredibly crucial for us to be addressing this. Do you feel that when it comes to our children's development, addressing it is key? Definitely. Uh, like I said earlier, parents have to be involved in our children's lives. You know, uh, as a therapist uh, living in the 21st century, uh, as a child, there are so many challenges uh, that, that our children are faced with on a day-to-day basis. So we as parents have to be involved in our children's lives. We have to befriend them because every single day they are faced with different challenges. And we have to play that, that, that role. We have to be the role model where our children can look up to us. And before we can be that role model, we have to ensure as parents that our cups are full. We have to make sure that we are aware, we are tolerant of others so that they can um, learn from us and take from us. And then thereafter, our role as parents, we have to uplift them, we have to inspire them, we have to keep motivating them because like I said, every single day there's a different challenge. But we as individuals, we have to learn to strike that balance and at the same time, there's so many challenges from society. We have to make sure not to put pressure on our children all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah, such pertinent points. Uh, now, Sassina, when it comes to your, your own experience in, in the counseling center, and you, you are, alhamdulillah, working at Islamic Helper and helping out there, obviously, do you find that the children coming uh, coming in, do they, do they have a lot of body image difficulties and challenges? Definitely. Uh, so you must remember, uh, um, there's a certain age in every person's life uh, when it comes to being a teenager. And now we're even seeing it from a, a slightly younger age. Uh, that, that identity development, how we see our body, how we feel about our body, the changes that our bodies are going through, all of this has a very big impact on how we see ourselves. And there's a, there's a certain stage and age that all of us go through where we, we just find ourselves 
unattractive, whether it be with the shape of our body, whether it be with certain imperfections. There's, there's, there's all of these small things that have an impact on how we feel about our bodies. And that's why I'm saying parents have to play a role because if we as parents don't step in and counteract all of the negativity that's out there, and you must remember with social media, there's a, there's a certain ideal that everyone sees out there with certain uh, photos, you know, making things look good, making things look presentable in a certain way that's actually fake. So we have to step in and change how our children see themselves, making them realize that this is all just a superficial world. Mm, subhanallah you know this is i think the, the crux of it all is that when we get so caught up in our body image of how we look and and that becomes the commodity that we sell ourselves with and you know may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never ever allow us to cheapen ourselves and our children in this way now sister mm-hmm. uh, sister when you look at um promoting healthy lifestyles right now many parents they obviously want their children to be healthy they want them to have maybe acne free skin they want to have you know uh, they're not so overweight etc not to have any challenges with obesity. A lot of times, uh, you know, parents inadvertently, they contribute to negative self-perception or because of the fact that the manner in which they go about promoting that healthy lifestyle. So, uh, you know, and I've seen this, you know, with, with close family members, that it's like, you know, you're eating too much or you you, you, you shouldn't put that on your skin. You should use this this um, uh, cream or something, you know. And so you, you might mean well, but the reality is that you are creating a really 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 toxic environment so what how do we do that how do we actually promote this healthy lifestyle but we are careful of how so like i said without us even realizing it we we are our children's children's we behave, how we take care of ourselves, this is who our children look up to. I mean, every morning, somehow, if you put a little bit of extra moisturizer on your face, a little bit of lipstick, your daughter that's uh, also getting dressed and getting ready for school, she's also going to be inclined to say, okay, my mom's doing it, let me also do it. So in some ways, I think, like you said, the first thing goes back to the how we see and how we accept ourselves, our children how they learn to accept ourselves, uh, themselves. But if we as parents don't accept ourselves, in many ways we're going to push all of that negativity onto them and we're going to be bad role models towards them. I don't know if that answers your question, Malima. No, 100%, 100%. And I, I think also it's like, you know, an incredible point would be to to ensure that we're not bringing it in front of other children in the house. You know, if, if you want to explain and you want to advise, but just to make sure that you're not doing it in such a way that it's creating that toxic environment. As from your perspective and your experience, do you have any pertinent advice that you would like to give our listeners on this topic? So I think as parents, we need to realize that we need to learn with all of our imperfections we need to stop putting so much of pressure uh, and like I said this pressure comes from lots of various different places whether it be social media whether it be competition whether it be just keeping up with the time we need to learn to accept ourselves the way we are we need to learn to love ourselves and lastly we need to learn to value if that Allah has bestowed us that is our children because they are in a manner to us and we as parents in many ways we are a very very vital role in creating good self-image and self-esteem with our children so i i think it i can't highlight and stress enough the role that we as parents play in the way we love our children the way we accept our children and the way we to their self-image and see and view themselves 
Amin, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that ability to be able to do that. Uh, says Nabila, Jazakallah khair for your time. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you at Radio Islam International. Please keep us in your du'as and inshallah as you get ready for the month of Ramadan, we make du'a that Allah grant you a truly, truly be- a beneficial month this year. Amin, Allahumma amin, ya Rabbul Alameen. From us at Radio Islam, assalamu alaikum, says Nabila. Beloved listeners, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, you've been listening to Hayat al with myself, Mali Mashakir Hanja. We were just chatting to Nabila Mali, who's a place therapist in the Islamic Helpline, as well as a teacher at Nirvana Secondary School. Earlier in the show, we were looking at building positive relationships with our family members, valuing them, creating value, creating systems of value, understanding that by spending time and effort and energy with those that we love, we begin to see them as people who are a huge, huge role in our homes. Jazakallah khair for joining me, Malima Shakir Hunter, today at Hayat al here at Radio Islam International. As always, it's a pleasure spending this time in your, in your, in your presence. Inshallah, tomorrow is the day of Jumu'ah. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all your ibadah. And don't forget, tonight being the night of Jumu'ah, inshallah, to prepare with your salawat upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The more salawat we make, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills our needs. You know, when a person remakes salawat and salat and salam, every single need that we have is taken care of. Barakallah fikum. Please keep me and the ummah in your du'as. A huge jazakallah khair to my production team as well as to the engineers. And inshallah, we'll chat again tomorrow afternoon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.